Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my co-host, Zach. What up, Zach? What up, what up? What a glorious day, the NBA trade deadline. Lots happening today. It was like Christmas for NBA fans. I feel like I'm going to be seeing Twitter updates in my sleep tonight. I know. I feel like I need a break from Twitter. After like the first three hours of my day were so stressful, just constantly updating Twitter, that I kind of crashed Right after the deadline passed, I was like, lost all this energy that's been carrying me through the week all week. I know. I like was, especially the Knicks suck, so I have like nothing, now I feel like I have nothing to look forward to outside of playoff basketball. Um, so that being said, we had, there was a lot of trades that went down, some bigger ones earlier in the week, so we're going to kind of start with those, and then we're just going to go rapid fire, Zach, or rapid fire, rapid fire for us, which isn't that rapid fire, but... Are you ready to go through these trades? Let's go through them, buddy. Okay, so we already did a Baca last podcast, if you missed that. So we're going to start, even though it's old news now, we're going to just give our thoughts. We'll give the abridged version, because I'm sure everybody's talked about it to death, of the mega blockbuster Boogie Cousins trade. Zach, I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts on Boogie to New Orleans? So for the Kings... Even though they did a good squat, I'm happy for them because I feel like they kind of freed their franchise in a sense. They they were just held hostage by this, you know, instant need to make the playoffs for Boogie and to keep Boogie satisfied and this and that. For the Pellies, I don't know. Spread Spread your money out more than one position that, that's a lot of course we'll see if it works you know you It'll don't be interesting you sound skeptical i am i'm highly skeptical i i mean i know i haven't i'm taping the game tonight against the rockets i saw they were down like 15 i'm a little worried there's a lot of things but i as an nba fan i'm ecstatic first of all I can't wait to watch Anthony Davis and Boogie play together. And like, it's I'm super interesting. I'm super happy for both of them because both of them have had no help their entire career. And I, that's no slight to Drew Holiday. I actually really like Drew Holiday, but he's been hurt on and off, and he's not really a good second option. But as a third option, that could be interesting. Uh, I, I think there are concerns for New Orleans because I know Boogie likes to play a little bit slower, and they want to push the ball. And the defensive yeah. side of the ball is going to be interesting because Boogie statistically has been really good defensively up into this year where the Kings are just like the worst defensive team in the league. So, And, and the Pelicans are pretty good at defense, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Pelicans are in the top ten, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to their D with the addition of Boogie. Um, also, I think it'll free Davis up a little bit to chase shooters and you know block more shots and get out in transition if Boogie's getting defensive board, so that'll be cool. On the offensive end, it's going to be awesome. I want to see him run pick and rolls with Boogie with the cool. ball and, and Anthony Davis setting the screen and then like Boogie going to the rim and kicking it out to Davis. Like That would be awesome. I, so I, just, I saw the Pellies play live like a week before the All-Star break. Yeah. And I, I never would have expected this, but seeing Anthony Davis in person... He kind of reminded me a lot of Tim Duncan. He's, he was taking lots of shots from the shoulder and just like banking them in and just lots of just fundamentally sound work. And I don't know, there was the Duncan David Robinson era, which worked out pretty well. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's a different he, NBA. I like that both of them can shoot from the outside. I mean, he he's kind of like Duncan, but three times as athletic with handles and three-point three range. So, not really, but I get... I mean, he's got a great mid-range jumper. I'll give you that. Um, from the Kings' perspective, 
I actually don't hate it for that. I agree with you. I think it's good for them to move on. I'm super happy for Boogie to be away from that. Ma- I'm just sick of the Boogie on the Kings. It wasn't going to happen. The $200 million extension was going to be a nightmare. So I'm happy that the Kings have not only have a new start, but I don't think it's so... Like, don't get me wrong. The Kings are going to suck for the next couple of years. But they're not like... They have stuff. I mean, Buddy Heald... I know he's already 23 and Boogie's 26. But Buddy Heald is, was a you know lottery pick last year. Bradley Beal is like three months older than Buddy Heald. Well, still, Buddy, I, Buddy Heald could be a player. I mean, maybe his ceiling is J.J. Redick, but he'll be an NBA starter. Yeah, he, he's Jody Meeks. Okay. He's Jody Meeks with bigger teeth. You think he's Jody Meeks. I think he's J.J. Redick. Uh, you were also out on Jabari a year ago, and Jabari balled out. One thing's for sure, he's definitely not Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the owner's thinking. But they got, anyway, I digress. We got They got Buddy Hill, they got Willie Trill. They had three first-round picks last year, Malachi Richardson, a few other guys. This year, Bossier is tight. Yeah, I like him. This year, the Euro gonna, they got is busted. They're going to suck, so they're going to probably retain their own pick because they had, if it was top, if it's over 10 or higher, it goes to the Bulls. But they're going to be terrible now. So that should drop. They'll the, love the pick swap with Philly With Philly. Year. But Philly right now is the fifth worst record. So unless Philly gets super hot. It was, yeah. So it'll be a top 10 pick. They should have two top 10 picks, even if it's like 8 and 6 or something like that in a loaded draft. Whoa, you think the Pelicans are going to fall that low? Uh, we'll see. And I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm, I don't think they're going to get the eighth seed over the Nuggets. I don't think that, I, I think it's going to take them still, too long to that's will end up as like 12th or 11th. I don't know where you got six or eight from. If they, if they get two picks in this draft, it, they'll be like city nice as like a rebuild team. They don't have their, yeah, pick. with buddy. I hear that. They, uh, my last thing is my favorite Kings thing is, they they traded to get rid of to make room for Rondo. They did a pick swap in this year for Philly. They gave them their 2019 pick outright, which is going to be a good draft pick. Which is going to be like a top three pick. And then they gave them Stauskas and other guys just so they could sign Rondo in one of the worst <laughs> trades in NBA history. Easily. Last point on the trade before we move on. What do you think of the nickname uh, Fire and Ice for Boogie and AD? Chance Week. You, I love it, personally. I think it's kind of cool. All right. I also thought Caspi, while he's not a stud, they need shooting, and Caspi could shoot the crap out of the ball. So Caspi's a good pickup for that. <laughs> They're completely devoid of wings now. Yeah. They, they've got a lot of work to do, but I like those two, obviously, and then Drew Holiday. That's something. All right. Let's go to more present-day news. The dra- tread deadline was today. The big news of today, before we get to the trades that actually happened, was Paul George, where we had Brian Windshorst tweeting out at like an hour before the deadline or two hours before the deadline, Paul George is getting moved today. Like That was the consensus, was the Pacers are moving Paul George. And it basically, from the reports, came down to the Celtics willing to give up the 2017 draft pick and then some of their core guys. And the Celtics are notorious for just wanting to kind of nickel and dime everyone until they get the deal they want. Uh, did you think Paul George was going to get traded? Because I kind of thought he was. I did. However, once the stuff came out about, like, L.A., basically his agent, like, CC'd 29 GMs and was like, he wants to try to go for a title in Indiana or play for the Lakers. He clearly grew up a Lakers fan, Kobe Idol. He grew up in Southern California. From L.A., Lakers are clearly going to have, like, room when it comes time. Why not? He's 26, too. Are you kidding me? Like, who wants to be in Indiana? I can see. I mean, that's what you'd say to save. He basically told Indiana, yo, I'm going to L.A. Like, Indiana's screwed now. Indiana, I mean, I don't know. Indiana's just, really screwed. They, he's Yeah, the report is... If they're not contenders by the summer of 2018, when he's a free agent, he's bouncing to L.A. Which, first yeah. of all... So now they're forced to, like... Oh, I hate when teams are forced into doing crazy, you know, all-in moves for, like, look at the Nets now because of 
This is the all in with KG and Pierce. And like, I could go on. That was actually an all in for Darren Williams. And it turned into like trading for Gerald Wallace, which is a Damian Lillard pick and the Pierce and Garnett trade and all this other dumb stuff that follows suit. And listen, as a fan of a team in the Eastern Conference, I'm all for it. But, um, yeah, you know, this is, this feels like Carmelo all over again because. So true. Now we know the destination. Like I, on ESPN, they were saying how it's kind of like KD. He's the next big star who's going to be gone, and that's all we're going to hear about now for the next year and a half is where what's going to happen know. to Paul George. I kind of like it was Boogie. It was KD. Then KD went left, and then it was Boogie, and then Boogie got traded, and now it's Paul George. Even though Boogie, that talk will come up too with with New Orleans, but. He's like it, everyone when everyone knows he wants to go to LA. I don't know who would trade for him outside of LA. And unlike the Knicks with Melo, you brought this up on our last pod. The Lakers would be idiots to trade for him. Idiots. First of all, first of all, they can't get better this year because then they lose their top three protected pick to Philly. Yeah, but trade right now. That, made no I sense. hated what the Knicks did when like Melo had already stated he wanted to play for the Knicks, wanted to live in New York, all that. Then they gave up Gallinari and Chandler yeah, and all don't these remind me. To the, don't remind me. Yeah, yeah to the Nuggets know. and Ticks. When it's like, you could have just waited a year and a half. You're still signing him to the exact same deal. But you have all your other assets and Picks actually build a team around him. If you're Paul George and you're going to go to L.A., no need to like hinder them by giving up good assets. Well, I agree with that. Not that it's really up to him. I'm just curious if Indiana's going to sell him for like 10 cents to the dollar. Are they just going to give yeah, up and it just... Could happen. Tra- he, he doesn't have a no trade, so I'd be curious if... I don't know what team would be desperate or and stupid enough. And you see what happens, though, when teams have no leverage. Like, we saw that when... I'm sure we'll get to the Nerlens Noel trade today, but, you know... Everyone knew he was going to ask for a new contract, this, that. There were no guarantees. And uh, the Pacers are screwed. Philly didn't cut the squad. The Pacers are screwed. It's going to end. They really are. They, I just, because I don't know if they're going to be able to move him because of everything we just said. And then I think he's going to leave because they're not going to be contenders. Um, I know. Larry Bird's in a tough spot. That There's being, no way that Indiana is competing for a title over. Boston, Cleveland, Philadelphia, maybe Toronto and Washington. Yeah, no, I don't. And by then, Miami will have signed some crazy free agents. So, other teams that got involved: Atlanta and Denver. Apparently, both made monster offers. Den- Denver's offer was supposedly like ridiculous, and Indiana just said no. Apparently, it didn't include Jamal Murray though. So, who could have? It must have been like Murray. Yeah, it would be. It was probably Gallinari. Gary Harris. No, Gallinari, yeah. Wilson, Chandler, and like Moutier, and like two first rounds or so. I don't know. That's ridiculous. But something like crazy like that. Uh, and Atlanta apparently offered like a crap load of first round picks, and they were just said no. So I don't know. I mean, who knows? But with, the thing with the Lakers, because the Lakers, if they get a top three pick, like if the Lakers get a first or second pick, and right now they have. The third worst record in the league. If they get the first or second pick and they get like Lonzo Ball or Fultz, and then they have Fultz, Russell, they sign Paul George, and then they got Ingram and Randall. Like that could be really tight. All of a sudden, you got your superstar, and you got all these young bucks that will like be coming into their own at the right time. And you'd probably trade one or two of them for even more proven Yeah, you could, like, package. It, it could be really – I mean, the Lakers could be – if they Listen, keep this I pick. Said, I said early on, I'm, I'm, I'm live on this pod saying, I think the Lakers will be competing for a title within two years. Two years. You said I was crazy. Uh, you've, been, you've been right a lot more than I have, so we'll see. If they get – I mean, with this Paul George stuff today – uh, it I it's they have all the pieces. They just will magic screw it up or not? Let's talk about my. If you were, how do you feel about the Celtics? Celtics are interesting because now they've lost a lot of their leverage. They still have the draft picks. They could still make a trade this summer with the pick and whatever. But 
You know, that's a very interesting place. All the trades that have been talked about involved Amir's expiring, Jarepko's expiring, and then all these other interesting guys like Avery Bradley or all these guys that still had another year or two left on their deal. Yeah, like Crowder, Smart, Avery Bradley. Now, that's Tom, what I'm thinking. Because Amir and, and Drepko and all them, they're going to be gone. Amir is like $12 million deal. That's done. So they can't move that. And then Avery Bradley, Zeller, Isaiah, Smart has a you know, qualifying offer. But they're all going to be they're going to be in the last year of their contract next year. And so that's what I'm thinking. I'm almost thinking that this, Angel's clearly all in for this deadline, and he came really close to striking, whether it was for, who knows, maybe if he knew George and Butler were out of the equation, he would have gone for Boogie, but I think that it almost puts them in a unique situation because they're almost to the point where they might be better off holding on to the two Brooklyn picks, drafting two studs to pair around Jalen Brown and, and Smart, maybe, or whoever, and then selling off the rest for assets and just rebuilding with, like, a sick young core. I just really think they had to go, like, all in on the win now or reset, but I don't understand. If you don't move these picks for stars, it's going to be hard to compete for a championship with players just that young and raw, unless, I mean, it's like a LeBron caliber. Um so I think, I think it's interesting. Well, it's very interesting. I, I The thing that complicates all that, Zach, is is Al Horford. They have Al I Horford know. locked up in a huge deal. You know, Isaiah Thomas has been so good. He's only making $6 million a year. Like, he's going to ask for $30 million a year next year. And, like, can they pay him that? And the, I, the track record is not good for little guards aging. I hate to say it. I know it's his career year. They tweeted like a year and a half ago they're going to have to back up the Brinks truck. I mean, he's going to get paid. Yeah, and I, I could see them letting him walk. I think it will be really interesting because they're going to have money this year, this summer. I could too. I, I Look out for uh, Gordon Hayward or Gallinari. I think both of them could fit in nicely with the Celtics. And I think Hayward is either a of them. huge threat for, them to, for him to reunite with Stevens. I don't know if he'll... Leave Utah. I think it depends how Utah City. Boston gets the right boy, small forward. I or, agree. Or Gallinari. I think Gallinari to Boston. I've been saying Gallinari to Boston for a while, and I could see them like they if they get the top pick and they get like false. I like the fit. How old is Gallo now? Uh, I don't know. I'll look him up. He's like twenty eight. He's like in his prime right now. He's twenty eight. Six ten. Shoot the crap out of the ball. I still like Gallinari. I think he's underrated. We'll see. No, nah, he is. He definitely is underrated. Um, let's get to some trades, Zach. We're we're carrying on with this a little. I think the Celtics, I don't think they're done, though, in the fact that they could still trade the pick this summer. It's not like it's over. Just the, the salary situation, now if they're going to make a trade, they really have to trade some of their core guys, and that's why it gets interesting. Now if they're going to make a trade, they have a lot less completely expendable guys. It's going to have to include you know, a Rozier or Smart or Bradley. Like, those right, are the only right. guys that are going to be able to trade. They can't dump off all these expendable expiring. What's funny is they love all their – they're, like, so reluctant to part with any of those guys. I mean, they're just – I don't blame them. And, and Danny Ainge, you know, it's like, why would he just – if he goes all in and it doesn't work, then he's screwed. But he could, like, play this out forever and just have a job and – be building up for a championship, like I don't know. Ainge is in a great spot. I don't know why he has to go all in. Although I wish he had today, it would have made it a lot more interesting. Let's go to trades that went that went down. You ready? Yeah. Okay. My favorite trade of the day you already referenced was Nerlens Noel from the Sixers going to Dallas for a first round pick. Justin Anderson, who I kind of like from UVA, even though he can't shoot, supposed to be a shooter, and then they got Bogut. The thing that sucks is, well, let's 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 say forget the crappy stuff. Let's talk about Noel because Noel is the only thing I really love about this trade. I am a I like him in on Nerlens. I am really excited. He is the perfect player for Dallas to get because they need a center. They needed to get young. They needed to get athletic. I don't care that he's a restricted free agent. They should pay the crap out of him. 
They he got, works well next to Dirk. And now he has him and they have him and Barnes. They're kind of set at the three and the five. They still are a long way to go. But Barnes is 24. Nerlens is 22. Zach, listen to these numbers. His per 36 minutes, he's averaging 16 points a game, nine rebounds, three steals, two blocks, and then shooting like 60% from the field. Yeah, all dunks. Um, he he just doesn't play enough in Philly, and now he's going to be the guy. He's going to be on the court 30-plus minutes listen, a night. Listen, I like him. I like Carl. I Rather love this move. I'm in on, on Noel. What I will say is I'm in on his potential. And I'm in on his potential in Dallas. This is a home run trade for them. They get a I agree. center I agree. to build like around. They have no young talent. And then on top of that, they what did they give up? They gave up Justin Anderson, who could down the road be a player. And two second-round picks. Yeah, well, they're a heavily protected first that they're not going to lose. I mean, right now, where are they? They have they're twenty two and thirty four. They have the seventh pick, and it's top eighteen protected. They would have to fall to eighteen. They would have to set the world ablaze and be one of the hottest teams in the league down the stretch to get above the eighteenth pick. So they're going to keep their first round pick, and then it's just two second round picks. And so, and Bogut, they were going to buy out anyway. So they basically got him for nothing. I just don't get Philly's motive on this. I, I think Justin Anderson's a get. I understand they can't play and beat and I him together. I think the world knew that he wasn't going to re-sign in Philly no matter what. So they're they're buying a rental. I mean, as did Dallas. They're going to still have to pay him. But I think it's a great fit, and I, they're at least getting a head start on everyone else. Uh, Justin Anderson in two seconds is just... Kind of a letdown. I but I but got, like you realize Dallas is probably gonna have to give them a max deal or something insane because if they don't, Brooklyn will. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's worth it. I think Dallas stinks right now. <coughs> Excuse me. I think he's, maybe it's the athletic five they've been trying to get I, forever. I think Remember he's at first they wanted Dwight like way back in Dwight's athletic days. Yeah. Then they wanted um, what's his name, DeAndre. We have the big episode with, uh, you know, the Clippers coming and lock him in the house. And finally, now they've got their athletic big. Yeah, I think it it's, checks all the boxes for Dallas. Even if he costs a max, I know he's not a max player, but Dallas stinks. They're not going to be contending for a few years. Dirk, you know, this gives Dirk some guys to play with as he does his swan song. And then they get some draft picks, and then they start building. Yeah, Alonzo Ball or Dennis Smith or whoever it may end up be, we'll have someone to throw all you to. Yeah, that was my favorite. What's our next trade? Favorite trade of the day. All right, let's go. Let's talk about Toronto and then your Wizards. Okay, is that fair? Because it's very fair. We but are, I like this order. We already talked because we got to talk about them in tandem. But we already talked about Ibaka. We're not going to talk about Ibaka. But they got PJ Tucker today. For Solinger's corpse of a body and two late seconds, or two second-round picks. So basically nothing. In the last week, Toronto has turned Terrence Ross, Jared Solinger, a late first, which they had two of, and two second-round picks into Abaka and P.J. Tucker. Their playoff rotation now is Lowry, DeRozan, Carroll, Abaka, Valensunas, and then off the bench they have P.J. Tucker, a three to lock up on LeBron. Patrick Patterson, they didn't even have to give up. He could give you big man minutes off the bench or play the five. And then Corey Joseph and Norman Powell. I think Toronto, outside of the boogie trade, which is just kind of like whenever you get a top 15 player, you're going to win the deadline. I think they won the deadline. They are, I think now, the clear-cut second-best team in the East. And I love our 3-1 to one bet you gave me last podcast. I think, first of all, I think the Lakers, if we're doing winners-losers, the Lakers are the winner of the deadline without making a trade based off the Paul George news. But, um... Okay. You hate, you a, hate the Raptors. You hate Washington yeah. Wizards fan. How I'm nervous are you? Give me one to ten. How nervous are you? Ten, you're terrified. One, you don't care. A nine, and it's not a Baca. Really? You think P.J. Will... P.J. Tucker. Oh. I'll tell you why. Yeah, please. I thought 
they traded Terrence Ross. I love Ibaka. He's great. Losing Terrence Ross just left them way too thin on the wings to compete with the upper echelon of the East. And I just thought they had a gaping hole there. I mean, DeMarca Carroll is not Atlanta DeMarca Carroll. DeMarca. And... Keep going. I, I, I'll cut you off. Keep going. I agree. Carroll is, I is not they, the same. I thought they'd get exploited there. I really did. And when they traded for P.J. Tucker, it was just kind of like a, oh, crap. Now they don't have any holes. Now they can go small ball. They can do a lot more. Yeah, they're they're not, obviously, they're not as good as Cleveland. They're not as good as Golden State. But they really don't have any holes now. And I think it puts them ahead of you, the Wizards. And puts you ahead of Boston. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean you guys can't beat them in a series. But they had a great deadline. I don't know what they're gonna do uh, this summer with everyone being a free agent. But I love that they're going for it. And Messiah doing it again, winning the lot. I mean, they gave up nothing. If you could tell me they could turn Terrence Ross, Solinger, and a couple late picks, even though one's a first, a late first, into Abaca. And P.J. Tucker, I mean, that's awesome. Listen, I agree. Um, <laughs> You're de- defeated. Defeated. Uh, let's false. Get- I'm, still, I'm still a believer in when it comes playoff times, the team with the best player on either team will usually prevail unless it's extreme cases. But in the sense of the... Raptors and Wizards, I feel like the Wizards probably have two, maybe three of the best players. So, I still like our chances, but it got a whole lot tougher. For sure. I don't think it means you can't get through. I don't think they're unbeatable. I just think it makes them, for me... Formidable. Much more formidable. They're four games back right now at the two seed behind Boston with, you know, 25 games left or so. They could. I mean, it's really just a race between the three of you, Boston Wizards Raptors. It's just a race to not get the four seed. As long as you I don't, agree. It, whoever finishes in the four seed is screwed. Even if it's the Raptors, even after all the seconds, then you got to get through Cleveland. Uh, in the I second was round. nervous about Boston getting the one seed for a little bit because then Cleveland drops to two, and you could play them in the second round. But without getting. I don't know. They could still pull it off because Love might be out for the rest of the regular season. But well, without Woj, getting Woj said today, doors, he, I don't see them doing. Or no, Scal- Scalabrini. I watched the the vertical. I re- I was like out for lunch and I had the vertical trade deadline show going on on Twitter. And Scalabrini said he talked to Danny Ainge today, and Ainge said his sources tell him that the Love injury isn't that serious. And he's like, he's banged up. He's not healthy, but it's not like this very serious injury that everyone's freaking out about. And they're just trying to kind of slow it down with him and get him ready for the playoffs. So I think Cleveland is just gearing up and they're going to, I mean, you know, LeBron's minutes are concerned, but. Yeah, they need to just rest LeBron. I'm still think Cleveland's head and shoulders above everyone. Then the Raptors. they are. Then you, then the Celtics. Dude, uh, LeBron with five Della Vadovas could probably be other teams all right let's talk about the wizards trade we both like the raptors now you're you're a nine out of ten scared of the raptors which i actually didn't think you were gonna no you, you said if it i now. was a zero here's the thing i'm a nine now if i was like a one after the box trade okay well like now they're just <laughs> on my radar okay all right well i i don't know if i get your logic but i get it let's talk about the wizards who trade their 2017 first round pick and then the dead contracts of Andrew Nicholson, probably one of the worst deals they gave out in Thornton for Bojan Bogdanovic, the sharp-suiting Serbian from uh, from the Nets. Is he from Serbia? I just made that up. I don't know if he's from no, Serbia. No, he's Croatian. From Croatian, whatever. I Listen, I'm down with Eastern Europeaners uh, with, uh, with Przingis blowing up. Um, it's your team. I have my opinions. Do you know where Latvia is? Yeah, of I'm course. Just well, can you name a bordering country? Ukraine. I'm googling that now. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know that that's accurate. Uh, no, it's not. Lithuania. 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 Estonia. And Russia. 
Belarus. Yeah. Oh, man, I was way off. Maybe a little Poland. You were way know. off, buddy. I didn't know it was so north. I had to answer with confidence. Let's talk about the Wizards, not my geography skills. How do you – what do you feel about uh, – how do you feel about this trade? Uh, I mean, in a vacuum, it's fine, but, you know, it just fries me, man. It kills me, this Andrew Nicholson contract. Like, Ernie, stop setting us back. We are where we are in the third seed in spite of Ernie Grunfeld, not because of him. We Though we fell into those top lottery picks, made a couple okay trades, you know, the Markeith Morris one, whatever. But this is the kind of bad GMing that keeps you from being from good to great. I mean, this is just awful, awful shit, Alex. Are you kidding me? I Well, I think you're being a little hard. I mean... No, it's inexcusable. The Andrew Nicholson contract is inexcusable. So is the Mahimi contract. They're both insane. Like, what did you think, dude? What were you thinking? They didn't address backup point guard. They... So great, we end up giving up a first. That was not the price of Bogdanovich. That was the price of taking on Andrew Nicholson for another team. The, and it's BS. We could have gotten someone like Lou Williams or better, actually, for a first on a multi-year cheap deal, or kept our first and gotten our future, ba- you know, our future power forward or center starter. So backing up Markeith and Gortat for a couple of years while he grows into the position. This draft is deep as hell. Mad good players get drafted in the 20s. Instead, we get three months of Bogdanovich because we had to go out and sign Andrew Nicholson. Who was competing with us to give Andrew Nicholson that much money? Are you serious? Uh, who was uh I have a couple thoughts on Nobody. This. The all right, I have, I have so many thoughts. You just you, your passion behind that threw me off a little bit. All right, first to give up a first round pick after spending 110 million dollars in the offseason is atrocious. That's really bad. Like it's been four months. Are you kidding me, Grunfeld? Uh, in a vacuum though, the trade isn't awful. And I get. I was talking to our in buddy. In a vacuum, dude. I was talking to Daniel today. And he was saying, you know, that he's made giving up first round picks. Everyone freaks out in the moment, but they ended up with Markeith and Gortat. But when they made those trades, those are for starters. I mean, Brogdanovich's ceiling for your team, if you retain him, he's a free agent at the end of the year, is like your seventh man off the, you know, your seventh man. So you give up a first round pick for a 28 year old seventh man. Needless to say, he he's a gunner. He's expiring contract. He fits in well to your to your team right now. He's a scorer. My brother Dude, was text- get out of here. The only th- position that really needed solidifying was backup point guard. What he provides is insurance if there's an injury to one of three players. Beal, Oubre, and Otto. If okay. either of those guys get hurt, at least we'll have like a sixth man. But, I mean, it's just it's horrible on so many levels, dude. He isn't a lockdown defender. He's another shooter, which we have. Can, no, can um, I bring up? Can I bring up a point why he's good? You have no scoring. You have no one to put the ball in the rim off the bench. I mean, Ubre is great. He's not like a go-to guy. When you have Beal and Wall on the bench or Otto on the bench, you have no one to score. Now you can put Brogdanovich out there. He's like, go get me buckets for four minutes. You have no one else that could do that. So that's a fair argument. And Jesse, my brother was texting me. He's over the moon, excited, not for the trade. He shares your sentiments, but he wants to see small ball lineup with him out there with wall, BL Brogdanovich at the three Otto at the four. And then, uh, Gortat at the five, you could go. It's kind of like what you're doing with Ubre, but you sub Ubre out and you go more offensive. And then all of a sudden all the floor spacing, you got Otto in one quarter corner Brogdanovich in another corner and then Beal and Wall cutting off screens from Gortat I mean that's that could be lethal I like it better with Ubre one because his defense and two because it's you know by all NBA stats it's one of the best lineups in the NBA the small ball lineup of Ubre out there instead of Morris 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think they need to... It's re- like the second best scoring differential lineup after the Warriors. It will help them stay under the cap, or the lug- under the luxury, for uh, when they re-sign Otto to the max. But if they get like... When I get furious, it's when I'm playing around with the trade machine and like, you know, Bogut was had for dirt. Like, centers come so cheap. Really? You had to go sign shaky-ass Yamahimi for $75 million, dude? I'm still in on Mahimni if he gets healthy ever. Because I think he's Hopefully that'll serve as like our trade deadline. If he gets healthy, it'll be like our addition. I'm still in on him. And if you could bring back Brogdanovich, it, it kind of makes sense. I agree. You, you need a backup. Dude, one. I don't want to bring him back. We can't afford that. All right. Well, then if you bring, gone. if you don't bring him back and you just gave up a one for a three-month rental, that's pretty bad. That makes this trade. That's exactly what happened. We can't afford to bring him back. My my favorite thing was when I was listening to the Vertical Trade Deadline show, they uh, – Woach came on after the deadline, and they're like, well, what happened with Paul George, and, you know, what happened? And he's like, when it came down to it, really no teams were willing to part with any first-round picks of any value or willing to deal their first-round pick because of the new CBA and the way the NBA is constructed. Those picks are just so valuable. And all I could think was like, well, Ernie just dumped his in a heartbeat for a, a guy on an expiring deal. So, so, dude, that was the price to get rid of Nicholson, man. That's a no. That getting rid of Nicholson is awesome. That's a. That, I told you that, I wanted two things leading up to the deadline. Yeah, I want to either one keep our first round pick because it's so valuable, worth our weight in gold, and we can find that eventual front court, you know, replacement, or B trade it for two things: one, Andrew Nicholson's contract gone. And two, a player on more than a one-year reasonable contract. We did one and not two of those. We, we traded away Nicholson's contract, but we didn't get a player back who was not on well, expiring. I don't know who was out there. I mean, I'm just looking at guys who got dealt. I don't know who was there. I mean, we'll talk. Maybe maybe you could have gone after Doug McDermott. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. care if it's like, dude, I don't care if it's fucking Devin Harris, man. No, Devin Harris is done, dude. I would... I don't know. I I think JJ Barea. I don't care. Seth, the Curry's brother on Dallas. Any of those guys. Like, give me any usable player on more than you know one year. Well, I don't think it's a total wash. It's just, it's not as good as a trade as last year. I wanted Landro Barbosa. Markeith was your starting. Granted, it was a higher pick. But Markeith is your starting power forward, and he's on a phenomenal contract. And, he, and helpful, he's been playing awesome. But you gave up. A, it's a later first, but it's still a first for a guy who might not be here. I hope they re-sign him. Um, well, the only difference there is Andrew Nicholson's contract. That was the price, man. Uh, I'm, I know I've texted you this before, but I can't help myself from repeating it because it's too good. When people praise Ernie of these trades, it's the kid who crashes parents' car drunk driving and then his parents praise him for like gluing the bumper back on so well i mean I, that reminds me of someone i know growing up but i'll i'll save that for another time can we move on i'm, I'm like please I, it's getting too depressing hearing you talk about the wizards i want to talk about real quick i mean we've, we've been going for a little bit zach so these last ones are going to go through a little bit quicker um real quick i just want to touch on the Knicks, Timberwolves, Rose Rubio trade that fell uh. through, I I was I wanted the I wanted this to happen all day. I was so excited because Thibs was really excited, wanted Rubio. Apparently, he really wants to or uh, wants Rose. Apparently, Thibodeau wants to sign Rose this off season. I'm willing to bet that he goes so to Minnesota. Weird. So weird. Um, and I w- I was really excited because I thought we were gonna get Rubio, and then I had this dream of getting Rubio. And then drafting Malik Monk and having like my favorite backcourt in the league of Rubio and Monk and then Przingis and then that we were starting something, but trade fell through. I don't know who there was reports that the Rubio is still super young and he's on a reasonable contract. Or at least he passes the ball. He passes the. He's a pass first point guard, which would have been great for the Knicks because that's my biggest saying with Rose is Rose just looks to score all the time. Doesn't get anyone else involved. He's averaging four and a half assists. I want a facilitator. 
And I know he can't shoot, Rubio or Rose, but Rubio's a great passer, pretty good defender. It doesn't matter. It didn't happen. But I was... From a Timberwolves perspective, here's what's weird. They made such a point, such a point, of proclaiming Chris Dunn their point guard of the future with all these you know, trade Rubio talks and get in Derek Rose talks. He never plays. He's like barely played that many minutes. And why on God's earth would you be wanting to bring in this version of Derek Rose ahead of your like quote unquote point guard of the future? Uh, that's all you talk about. He, he thinks he could get Derek Rose, not back to his MVP caliber season, but he needs a point guard that could attack the rim out of a pick and roll and better than Rubio. I mean, Rose for Thibs offense is an uh, is an upgrade over Rubio. And I get your point. I prefer Brandon Jennings to Rose. I don't know. I Brandon Jennings. I'm hot and cold on. Rose can still score. He's averaging 17 points a game. Like it's not like Rose is a bum. He's just. Not he'll never be the same. He's uh, oh, I'm scared. He's always going to get hurt. He plays probably the least amount of defense for any starting point guard in the league. He doesn't get to the line and he doesn't hit threes. Those yeah. are like the biggest red flags. Those are two very true statements. So he still puts up stats, but not in a good way. So Derek, I just I wanted him to dump him because it almost would guarantee that the Knicks wouldn't re-sign him. But then on top of that. Now that the trade didn't go through, the Knicks are going to probably... I don't think they're dumb enough to resign them. I, I think hope the... they aren't. I have a big Knicks curveball question for you. Okay. my la- Before you add, my last thing, it's good. It, the spin zone is the Knicks are going to continue to be one of the worst teams in the league, so it will only help their draft stock. So that's the silver lining of not getting Rubio. Go. So something got dropped today that I think might seriously affect the Knicks' chances to attract free agents. And shockingly, it's not Phil Jackson. Dolan, Phil Dolan. Jackson. Turns out he was a mega, mega contributor to Trump. Yeah. I saw um, and I saw that too. like all getting leaked. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but I think you can guess the demographics of the NBA why that might make the Knicks more of an unfavorable destination. And I'm starting to feel like they're turning Dolan into, I don't want to say Donald Sterling, because that was just so, I mean, that was beyond racist, and everyone knew it. But I'm catching a lot of wind of, like, Donald Sterling overtures or whatever with uh, regards to Dolan. What are your thoughts? I mean, I hate Dolan. I don't even care who he... I don't care who he donated. I just... I hate Dolan. Who would you rather was poisoned? Dan Snyder or James Dolan? Well, I I don't wish death upon anyone, but if I had to pick, it'd be Dolan. Because I think... I I pity pity you. You are fans of the two teams with the most... Pickable owners of yeah. professional and neither of them will ever win because of it. But and then it was Steinbrenner. <laughs> this is too. You've been cursed. This is too much. Uh, too much Knicks. But the free agent point, which I agree, I do think will affect. I don't want to build through free agency, so I don't care. I'm like so excited for this draft pick. We have all of our first round picks going forward. I'm fine with us not being good for a few years. I'm okay with that because if you have to go out and sign someone. I mean, look at Portland. You're going to have to pay them like $18 million a year to get someone in. Like, these guys you bring in are always so expensive that are going to move the needle. I agree. So I'm fine with it. I'm a little worried who we're going to have at point guard next year if we don't draft a guy because I don't oh, want shit. Jeff Teague. I don't want to pay $20 yeah. for Jeff Teague, $20 million or like even, you know, $25 million for George Hill. Who like we're, I want young guys. Yeah. Can we move on? We're going We're going to do the last few trades rapid fire. Well, yeah, no, let's do it. What did you think about the Thunder getting Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott for Cameron Payne, Joffrey Laverne? And Morrow. Yeah, and Morrow. Eh, who cares? I love this trade for the Thunder. I think... Th- I like it for the Thunder. I think Taj Gibson... 
Alex Gibson and uh, Doug McDermott are only two proven NBA players in the trade. And Doug finally gives them a small forward who could shoot. And Well, they have shoot. I don't know. They've been like looking for that wing guy for a while. I feel like Doug could be good for them. He still has another year of his rookie deal. Should probably start over um, Sabonis. I, I kind of want to see. Yeah, I think he might. They'll split minutes. Him or minimum. Taj. Well, Taj, I can't wait to see. Taj and oh, I just forgot his Steven name. Steven Adams. Steven Adams play together. Because that's going to be imposing physically like they're both like goons and they're just going to beat the crap out of everyone i agree and i like it i'm kind of also happy cameron Payne is moving because i want to i want to see him play he just never plays i don't really know if he's good or not he's a he was a lottery pick he i was, loved him last year and he's been injured i think if given a chance he'll be great should be plenty of point guard minutes available on chicago yeah he wasn't playing a lot uh, last trade. We do know he's an amazing dancer. He was playing. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to miss that at all. He was only playing 16 minutes. He's shooting 33% from the field. Jesus. Whatever. Uh, he hasn't played much. All right. Uh, Houston gets your coveted Lou Williams. They gave up like Brewer and a pick. I don't know what pick they gave up. Why? Well, uh, it's a pick, you know, in the 20s. So a first round Late pick. 20s. They get a first-round pick. Good for the Lakers. Magic's first move. He gets a 2017 first-round pick in Corey Brewer for Lou Williams. Good deal. Even more offensive firepower to uh, the team with the most offensive firepower. I know. Rockets are just so all-in with offense. It's crazy. I mean, Lou Williams might be, the worst, might be the worst defending guard in the league. Like, he doesn't play any defense. But he is. It's going to be interesting because now they got him and Beverly – and then Eric you know, Gordon, Harden and Eric Gordon. Gordon was the second leading scorer off the bench in the league, and Lou Williams was the first. So, yeah, it's that's pretty interesting. I think it's good. Good for the Lakers. The Lakers are just if the Lakers don't get this top three pick, though, they're screwed. So it's going to be really that's going to be one of my favorite subplots. To but see the finish. Lakers will never be screwed. But uh, okay. there's no other trades that I want to talk about. Is there anyone else here? There was a bunch of like random trades I don't care about. Nah, I'm good. Um, let's talk about the buyout market because the Rockets did make a few deals to open up roster spots and and create some so they get out of player. Just notable names of guys who are going to get bought out and where you think they'll land. Rapid fire. First one, Andrew Bogut. Sixers are going to buy him out. He can't. Oh, dude, you're like a couple hours behind. Bogut and Darren Williams are going to Cleveland. Bogut's going to Cleveland? Yeah, but I heard Bogut and Darren Williams were, were going to Cleveland. I know Bogut's go- or I know Duran's getting bought out. Can they fit both of them? They're eyeing Bogut hours ago. Apparently so. He's eligible. The thing that mixes it up is Bogut's eligible to join the Warriors. Even though it was getting reported earlier that he couldn't. Because the team that mm-hmm. traded him was Dallas. So he could go to Golden State if he wants to. And Houston really wants a big man too. So he could go to Houston if they want. Or to Boston because they want a center. I would go to Cleveland. The other name is Deron Williams. He's going to go to Cleveland, which is just such a home run for them. Deron could still play as a backup point guard. I think he's got one of the best pick and roll stats of, like, assist stats on the pick-and-roll in the NBA. He can still ball as a backup point guard, and the fact that, like, it was this was Cleveland's one hole is that they didn't have backup point guards. It is a total home run for them, and as a Wizards fan at the deadline, it depresses me even more. Well, I don't know what you could have done to get him. He makes a lot of No, money. I mean, yeah, we could have yeah. done anything, but it, it just sucks because the Wizards and Cavs both had glaring holes. I mean, he's averaging... Backup point guard for both teams. They addressed it with Darren Williams because they're the Cavs and it's LeBron and we still have Trey Burke. I'm going to look forward to watching him in the playoffs. That's going to be fun when he comes in late and like... That's going to be... That's oh, gonna... he'll definitely have some good games in the playoffs. So they finally get are going to get their playmaker. I hope he goes to Cleveland. That makes the most sense. Uh not good for you. Jared Sollinger, they're saying, is going to get bought out. Who cares? I don't care. Who cares about y'all? I don't even know why I read Nobody. that. Nobody. Uh, this one's interesting. 
Rajon Rondo, if he becomes available, would you want the Wizards to pick him up? No. Hard no? The only place I wanted to see him was back in Boston with the Jimmy Butler trade. God, I was hoping that would happen. A hard no? Not even a little? You just complained no, forever how you needed a backup point guard. I want zero to do with him, dude. Okay, you pass on him. What about Terrence Jones? Daniel loves Terrence yes. Jones. Yes, love him. I've always loved him. You know, there's got to be something up with him. I think there's... He keeps bouncing around. Be he can't find a home. some off-court stuff that we just don't know about. I don't know why they're waving him over Monte Yunus. Like, I, yeah, I don't get why... And this is a, this is the second team in a row where Terrence Jones has lost his minutes and his role to Monte Yunus. I know. Um, I mean, he's... At, he's... Well, they're two... They're not that similar players. It's not like Terrence yeah. Jones hits threes like Monte Yunus. He's a... He's a mixing it up on the block kind of guy, but I've always loved him. I mean, he was His playing. Production's tw- good. I think eleven he's and underrated. six. Eleven and he's six. Got to be a bad minutes. head. I don't know. He's a he's a good pickup too. He could go back to Houston. Maybe they need a big guy. Oh no, I want him back with the Wizards. Um, maybe why not? Maybe with the Wizards, and just take Jason Smith's spot. I, uh, yeah, we'll see. He could. All right, is there anything else? You want, let's talk real quick. I know we're running long. I want to talk real quick about... Magic. Did, he, on, did he play with Wallach, Kentucky? Uh, maybe. I think they overlapped. I don't know. I don't know how to look that up. Terrence Jones. Pretty sure Terrence Jones played with Wall and with AD. Uh, Terrence Jones, Lamb, Whitner, Anthony Davis... This is the 2011-2012 team. Uh, Marcus Teague. Kid Gilchrist. Uh, so I guess he was a, l- a little bit later than Wall. Yeah. All right. Magic. Does Magic Johnson going to the Lakers move the needle for you at all? No. I get it. I mean, as long here's my thing. As long as he puts people in charge to know their shit, he'll be fine. But there's no way. Magic is way too busy. He's got way too much going on to like be an everyday president. They hired they hired uh, Kobe's agent to be the GM. I know. Can I can we'll I read see. you? This was all over the internet, but they're just fun. Can I read you some of Magic's tweets over the last few years? Yeah, that should have. This is too. like uh, if Brandon Knight were were to come out, I would take him number one in the draft. And he did come out that year, but so did Kyrie Irving. Uh, he also said, for all you out there questioning Jimmer Fredette at BYU, he is the real deal. Jimmer was picked eighth out of the league three years later. The Bucks just acquired the next Jason Kidd and Michael Carter-Williams. That's from a year ago. No, two years ago. Uh, from months ago. I'm impressed with the Bulls starting Rondo, Butler, and Wade and Michael Carter-Williams off the bench. Uh, they have the third best group of guards in the league. That's tr- That was like not long ago. Uh, trading for Rondo. He loves Rondo. Puts him in a position to be a contender. I mean, these just go on. I don't know. I'm in- Yeah, I mean, listen, he'll be great as a figurehead and as a businessman. Let's just hope he puts the talent, uh, the talent evaluators in charge of talent evaluation. He'll be better than Buss. I mean, I think it's an upgrade. He's going to need help a lot. And but cut check was good. For everyone saying, like, oh, for free agents, it's going to make such a huge deal. They'll get meetings, but what? But they're the Lakers. They're always going to get meetings. Yeah, of After the first five minutes of, oh, like, I'm magic and I'm a legend, it's going to be like, all right, what are we going to do on the court? What is the product you're selling me? And that's the question I, I have. Did anyone, anyone know that Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, was an agent before becoming GM prior to this Lakers hire? I had no idea. No. Bob Myers? Yeah. Have you not seen this? Everyone's like, Oh, Magic thinks it's like the next Bob Myers move because apparently Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, was a player agent and he like made that transition. So now people just think it's a thing. 
I can't believe he's only 41. Well, I think Bob Myers gets all the credit, but Wes is the guy who's built that team. So I don't know why Bob Myers is so hot. Um, I don't know. I don't care about that. Last thing, Zach. Uh, just just a little antidote about the boogie trade. When, because I was texting with you the whole time during the All-Star game, like, this boogie thing's going down, this boogie thing's going down. I started watching the Westworld. I was with Katie. I watched the Westworld finale as the boogie trade broke. And it was like the most stressful hour and a half ever. Because I was like trying to do Twitter and I'm trying to watch Westworld and it's the finale. And it was just complete chaos. What did you think about the Westworld finale? I thought it was awesome. Reading a lot. I did a lot of research afterwards. A lot of research. And basically this whole season, like the whole series, even though the next season might not come out in over a year, it, I mean, it's just a prequel. The whole season is going to be like Jurassic Park. The whole series is going to be like the gates are down, the wires are broken, and the T-Rex is out eating people, eating, you know, he's got the truck in his mouth, whatever. That That's what Westworld's going to be. That's what the series is going to be. The robots, you know, are going to be out doing their thing. And the whole first season is just them figuring that out. I, it was really interesting, but I, I think the series going forward is going to be so drastically different than what we saw, like all this mystery and I don't, Barbara, I don't know. I love it. I love the I show. I thought, who was, um, oh, I forget her name, the black woman. Um, what was Maeve. her character's name? Maeve. I thought she should have won Best Actress. She killed it. She was great. Her character is super interesting because she, someone was writing her code. Like this whole season, you're like, Oh, she's I like know. so. She was like the most interesting storyline. I thought she's so. She's gonna just mess everything up. But then someone was writing her code. Bernard's like, well, I could see that you know you're gonna go to the train station, and technically we don't know who that was. But then when she's on the train, the first true decision she makes for herself is to go back in the park to find her daughter, which I thought was interesting. I know it's awesome. She was supposed to go out, so I don't know who programmed her. I don't know if it was the British dude. I don't know if it was Ford. The show is awesome. The show is great. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I love the show. But watching it as Boogie, like literally I was five minutes in. And you text me, you're like, Boogie just got traded. I'm like, holy shit. And I can't I can't turn to Katie. Sorry, sorry, sorry wifey. Woes just dropped a bomb. I know. And I wasn't like, well, I got to pause this because we'd already watched the first like 10 minutes or something. So she's like, it's super intense. I'm on my phone checking Twitter. She's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no problem. And I pause it. I'm like, thank God. I'm like updating my Twitter. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe this just happened. It was crazy. Overall, I would say the trade deadline was a thrilling ride, like the entire last week. But today, on a 1 to 10, was like a 3 in terms of I got my hopes up that, they, like, I thought the league was just going to go insane. Well, like, the, the, George, the Celtics yeah. were going to get Butler and George yeah. and. I thought Dame might get moved. I thought there's so many. I thought Rose for Rubio yeah, I was thought like a sure thing. The if you would ask me 24 hours ago, I was like, there's no way George is getting moved. And then at like, I mean, I'm on the West Coast, but at like 10 o'clock, it was George is is gone. And like, is it Boston? There's all this like Denver's getting involved. It was. I was like, this is crazy. Paul George is gonna get moved. So if you were following it in the moment. Right. It was crazy. But once the George thing fell apart, and I really thought hopefully the Rose Rubio thing were going to happen, that fell apart. There was really nothing left. Yeah, the today was pretty weak. Noel was the best trade of the day. I thought that was awesome. As a whole, though, Abaka, Boogie, Noel, a young budding star. Okafor. Toronto going for it. I thought it was interesting. I mean, I thought Lou Williams. I mean, I, it wasn't a bad deadline if you look at the last 10 days to two weeks. If you look at this morning, it was pretty pretty much a, a dud. Right. Better than last year. All right, Zach. I think we've run its course. Um, going forward, what do we have coming up? We got our March Madness preview coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and it, and uh, God, I'm sorry, my words. NFL free agency day yeah, one. Yeah, we'll up. do that. We'll, that's what we'll have next. We're gonna have the NFL free agency reaction pod which we always do the day of free agency because all the big names go day one. And then we'll do March That's Madness. That's another preview. great Twitter day of the year. Yeah, seriously. We'll do March Madness preview, and then we'll then we're going to be tuning up for the playoffs. Then we'll do one like a month out before the playoffs start. 
which is going to be in like a month from now. So, potting season is here. Expect a lot of pods from Two Idiots Talking Sports. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Check us out on Twitter, two underscore idiots talking. I'm Alex, and I'm out. Zach? It's your boy Z. I'm out. Peace. Be sure to get down good along with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Ooh, you can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time.